Peace family, it's your girl TT from TT Talks and I'm so excited to be back behind the mic to deliver you some great content. Now before we hop into the show, first make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. It's on iTunes, it's on Google Play Music, it's on SoundCloud as TT Talks, T-I-T-I space Talks. Make sure that you are subscribed and tuned in because I'm always going to deliver the stuff to you. Come on now, come on now. And also make sure that you're following me on social media. Um, I'm TT Talks on uh, Facebook as well as Instagram. And on Twitter, I'm Miss TT Talks. That's M-S-T-I-T-I Talks. And my email is MissTTTalks at gmail.com. That's M-S-T-I-T-I-Talks at gmail.com. So make sure you reach out, stay connected to me because I'm definitely going to stay connected to you. Uh, moving forward, I just want to congratulate uh, the Mighty Rattlers of Florida A&M University on a successful homecoming week. It was wonderful, beautiful, powerful. I'm so proud to represent that school on the highest of seven hills. I'm a proud Rattler, and I just want to shout out my school. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, we the best. That's all I can say about that. We the best. If, hey, hey, if you go to another school... You're supposed to say that your school is the best. That's what you're supposed to do. But I'm going to represent my school and say that my school is the best. Proud to be a Rattler, baby. You already know. You already know what it is. Uh, But we're going to jump into this show real quick. I'm so excited to bring another side of TT. Many of y'all don't know. Uh, I'm a doula, which means that I help uh, pregnant women. And I also um, assist during labor and delivery. And... um, Yes, I'm having a fantastic conversation with my good friend and fellow doula, who's also a pediatric PA, Miss Jifa Richards-Jones. And we're going to have a little doula talk here. So I want y'all to enjoy. I want y'all to relax. I want y'all to learn something. And I hope y'all get a lot out of this conversation. Peace. Peace, family. It's your girl, TT from TT Talks. And I am here live with my sister, Jifa Richards-Jones of A Woman's Place. We're here. We're going to have a doula talk with everybody we're going to talk about having these babies so welcome sis thank you so much it's good to have you on thank you thank you thank you i'm happy to be here yes ma'am um tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into the discussion like your educational background the training you've received and what you do okay um initially i am a licensed physician assistant i'm a pediatric physician assistant studied at emory um, undergrad was at Howard, and I've kind of been science and medicine and healthcare um, most of my adult life, all of my adult life actually. And I've been doing pediatrics for about 12 years now. I started off in internal medicine for about two years, and in addition to that, I am a certified birth doula holistic birth doula to be uh, exact and I did that certification about four years ago initially certified with Dona which is doulas of North America about six years ago and started my doula business at that time unofficially did some doula work so totally I've been a doula for about 15 years maybe a little bit more that's fantastic. And listeners, I don't know if y'all know, but TT is also a doula. And so um, I wanted to have another 
uh, professional on here so we can have a dialogue so that people can learn because um, because I'm in this world so much I forget how many people don't exactly know what a doula is um, and sometimes when I say that I'm a doula people be like you're what excuse me <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I wanted to use this opportunity to have a conversation so we can educate people on what a doula is what kind of options people have um, for bringing children into the world because that's the most important thing Mm-hmm. in this place and in this space is to bring children here and we want them you know part of being a doula is making sure that they get here they, they they arrive safely mother and baby and everybody's good and well supported so um talk a little bit about um like what a doula is from your perspective okay a doula the first description or definition that I usually kind of run to is I'll say a birth coach um, simply because I think it begins to put people in the right kind of context of what it is that we do. Uh, To be a doula definitely is so much more than that. But the very first thing I try to do is to separate it and differentiate it from being a midwife. People will often kind of confuse the two. Mm -hmm. And the focus of your work is different. As a doula, you don't really do what a midwife does. However, there are midwives that can doula. Right. You know? Um, So you have two things going on. You have the physical state of pregnancy and the transition of mom birthing a baby. And then you also have mom's pregnancy experience and how she experiences her birth. How she manages it, how she handles it. And what you find when you have a midwife, midwives, I like to connect them with um, your OBGYN. Mm -hmm. So meaning that you have someone who is focused more so on what is the physical state of your pregnancy? Is everything okay? And then when it comes to birth, who's catching the baby, checking on everything medically wise, so to speak. Yes, you have midwives who are your certified nurse midwives, like your hospital midwives, and then you have your home birth midwives who may be a little bit more holistic in their practice. Um, And and those are usually the ones who doula a little bit more because they approach birth a little bit differently. Um, But they are still very much focused on, like, the medical procedures of your birth. They may give you additional advice and support because they're intuitive surrounding the birth process. They care about it in a different kind of way. They understand it in a different way versus the medical, the Western medical model. Um, but their, their role is still to make sure that the medical transition of that birthing process um, is, is safe, okay, and everything. You know, your, your outcome is what you, you know, we all want. Um, or manage the outcomes in general, no matter what they are. Um, your doula is someone who is focused more so on giving mom the support and the space that she needs to have a healthy pregnancy and then manifest her birth in the way that she needs to. Help her to be able to manage. We have a, we have a conversation about comfort measures a lot when you're a doula. And that means how am I helping this mom to uh, stay in, in her space, in her peace, in her control so that she can have this um, intense experience the way that she wants to um, and have a healthy outcome. A doula also gives you support through your pregnancy. 
I like to relate, especially when I'm talking to my clients, I relate being a doula to um, being a boxing coach um, or like a physical or trainer for someone who's about to run a marathon. So, you know, when you're watching, um, when someone's preparing for a boxing fight, um, there's a lot of, you know, studying of the opponent and how he plays, um, perfecting your own personal technique, you know, your own personal strategy. And at the time of the fight, there's also that, you know, in between each round, there's that reassessment of what's going on and what mm -hmm. to do. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's what, a do that's what a doula is doing. So throughout that pregnancy, it's prepping your mind, your spirit, your body for this experience. And then in the birthing process, it's assessing how it's going and kind of bringing back up, okay, let's work on this, let's do this, let's try this position, let's use this, let's use this oil, um, let's try this massage, um, you know, let's, let's give you this pep talk, all those mm -hmm. kinds of things to get you to birthing that baby. There it is right there, people. <laughs> Fantastic, I appreciate that. Because I really need people to know women to know that the type of options that they have um a lot of people don't even know you you know a, a lot of people i know who have uh hospital phobias or they're not comfortable in the hospital and they don't even know you could check out your local birthing center you can have your child at home if you feel like your um your space could accommodate you Absolutely. know something like that and you know i've attended several home births and they were always very peaceful um very comforting experiences mm -hmm. and some women feel better and more comfortable in a hospital mm -hmm. they just do and and women need support in all of these different places birthing centers are fantastic they're kind of like the, the the medium between the two it has a home feeling but it's mm -hmm. a little bit more medical than your home and um so it's kind of the best of both worlds if you're undecided on what it is that you want to do um and a doula can come to all of them. Doula can come for a C-section. Absolutely. You know, I've come for C-sections and, and full support, you know, and whatever mm -hmm. they need. And, you know, even if I don't even go back, I may stay and, and keep an eye on their other children mm -hmm. or, you know, doulas are kind of flexible, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, there's sometimes where the their the partner is, is really doing a fantastic job and I'll just fall back, yep. you know. And then if you feel like, you know, the partner's getting a little bit frazzled, then you step in, mm -hmm. you know. And so, um, yeah, it's a good field. It's a fantastic field to be in. And I, and I feel like if any woman who would like to have a doula should have one. Absolutely. She should have one, for real. For real. So what if you want to become a doula? What is, what is the first step? If somebody sound, is listening and is like, this sounds really interesting. <laughs> so the first thing I think it depends on what your goal is in being a doula. Um, doula is not yet a profession that is regulated by the state. So being a certified doula is not necessarily a requirement to doulaing someone. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you can research certification programs and they're a good way to learn about birth. There are some people who feel motivated and, and moved and passionate about birth and, and don't really know a lot about birth. And that's fine. Uh, doula class is a good way to begin to learn the language of birth. Um, once again, learn those comfort measures and begin to be kind of in that birth worker world. I would definitely also recommend, you know, you can always read books 
education that way. Literature is perfect for that. And then begin to network, you know, mm -hmm. in, the, in the doula and the birth working community. Mm -hmm. um, lots of um, OBGYN offices will have doula meet and greets. Mm. And there are also doula organizations. You can always uh, look up. There's a couple of websites that will give you the local listing of your doulas in your area. And reach out, connect with one, tell them you're interested. A lot of doulas will take um, on interns or, or uh, someone to shadow them, mm -hmm. teach them, and kind of prep them for moving into the, you know, the doula field. Uh, but definitely either take a course or just begin to you know, reach out to friends yeah. who are going to be giving birth mm -hmm. and let them know you kind of want to be a part of it and just be present in the moment and the space. And sometimes that's even how it starts. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're medically inclined or in intuitively inclined to be a healer, it kind of comes to you, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. but the, the actual learning of, of what you're given, you can definitely re you know, reach out to Dona, Doulas of North America, depending on your, your style of learning. Uh, the Matrona is where I did, um, the holistic doula certification that I did. So there, there are lots of organizations out there that will certify you and begin you on that path. And usually a part of your doula certification course will also be a business component. So if you're interested in actually doing it for a business, for income, for your household, for yourself, not just a passion, there's always that portion of it as well. Mm -hmm. And they'll kind of begin to set you on the right path of how do you move actually into um, placing yourself in uh, making yourself visible. That's fantastic. Have you ever had a doula? I so I did have a doula. She was it she's not a doula, <laughs> but she was definitely my doula. <laughs> um, that would be on my second birth. My second um, pregnancy was a, a VBAC, mm -hmm. so a vaginal birth after a cesarean. Um, and she was definitely my go-to person and. I remember at one point we thought she was going to have to leave to go pick up her children. And um, it's my friend, Nicole. And I, um, so she stepped out and someone stepped in to replace her. And it was not the right feel, the right sensation. Mm. You know, and that's the thing about, you know, when you have someone who's kind of, when you, when you, in birth, when you get into the, whatever your pattern is, whatever your routine is that keeps you focused and keeps you managing those contractions, that thing is the thing that you need, you know, mm -hmm. to ride out those, those, that time period, those contractions, those mm -hmm. waves. And so she was like that go-to person for me. Mm -hmm. And um, it wasn't until afterwards I looked back at it and I was like, oh, you were my doula. You know, and it just <laughs> felt, it's, it's definitely a blessing to have when you have that kind of consistent support. For sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. Make sure even if you, you know, can't tag down a doula get somebody there who you love and you trust mm -hmm. who can be there with you um it could be your partner it could be your sister it could be your best friend your homegirl, whoever it is um women just seem to have much better outcomes um Absolutely. throughout the entire pregnancy when they have that type of support there that's mm -hmm. loving but objective and you know you know creative because you know once the once once labor starts, it's a one track mm -hmm. mind right there. Absolutely, it's, you know, and so you need somebody to come in who can tell you, okay, let's try something else. Mm -hmm. How you feeling? You haven't drank anything in a couple of minutes. Mm -hmm. You need to have something to drink. So but I think a good portion of that is because if you just think about who we are as humans, humans, even those who um, might not necessarily be people 
uh, friendly all the time, you know, you're introverted people, there's still something to being comforted, Mm -hmm. whether it's by a situation, whether it's by a smell, whether it's by a person. Um, And biologically being comforted secretes the right kind of hormones, right? Mm -hmm. So we talk about oxytocin and birth Mm -hmm. and that's your hormone of pleasure, of comfort, you know, what keeps you, you know, feeling in that, in that space. And that's, that's the hormone that regulates your birth, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And when you are feeling loved, Mm -hmm. when you're feeling like someone's giving you attention Mm -hmm. or when you have the right scent or the right smell or the right sound, or even if there's someone just there in the corner of the room that you just know is there, if you should need them and you, it makes you feel comforted, then that allows for oxytocin to do its job, you know? Mm -hmm. And so oxytocin is going to make your contractions do what they need to do. Right. Which means you're going to have this baby (laughs) the way that you should have this baby, Mm -hmm. um, you know, 98% of the time and, and your outcome is better. Yeah. You know, so that's part of what having a doula is doing. It's Mm -hmm. making you, it's giving you that comfort. It's giving you that support that you know that you need. Got it. Got it. Got it. And so, you know, say a mother's listening and, you know, she's met a few doulas. What are some things that, like, if she's, like, trying to interview doulas? Because a mm-hmm. lot of people are doing that now where they'll, you know, have three or four on deck and, and mm-hmm. see which one is the best fit, which is a good idea. It's an excellent idea, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't know somebody already who you know and love and trust and you know right and so um you know i know i remember this woman found me she and her husband literally had just moved into the city and her midwife who i have a good relationship with sent my information and she was doing like two weeks and i Mm -hmm. went to their house interviewed she was like yes Mm -hmm. that's let's go with it and I left her house and at one o'clock in the morning, that same, like the day after. Oh, wow. Like it wasn't even 12 hours after I left her house. She went into labor. I was like, oh, the you know what I'm was saying? was like, okay, we're good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then when I came, she was like, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because it, and she hadn't even got to the point where she could build a rapport yet. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. I was, and she was in that space and I was just mm-hmm. like, I got you. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Don't worry call me when the baby comes I'll be excited to hear about it um but just how did how does how would one choose what are some questions that they should ask um you know their doula mm-hmm. so there's a couple of different directions I think people need to go in because you're we're multifaceted right we have a lot we have an emotional side we have a very practical side um most of a good portion of people these days are still birthing in, you know, hospital setting. So then you have the logistics side. And so when you're interviewing a doula, I think the first thing to do is to take a moment and think about the kind of person that you are. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you consider your quirks, you know, the things that make you uh, feel comfortable, etc., then it kind of t- it kind of keys you in. It makes you kind of turn on your antenna when you're talking to the different doulas. Um, a very good portion, a very big portion of it is how you feel, just intuitively, how you feel about the person that you're meeting with. So you may want to encourage meeting them in a setting that makes sense for you, where you can actually like kind of tune in and vibe with them. Definitely do a face-to-face meeting. Some people will do um, FaceTime nowadays, Skype, mm-hmm. and even talk on the phone. Sometimes you can talk on the phone and absolutely, you know, feel a connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you do, that's perfectly fine. 
um, I do like to kind of emphasize that 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 eye to eye contact and being in that person's presence just because you as a doula or you as a person are about to invite someone into your a very personal space mm-hmm. um and so you're kind of getting to know them really really quickly yeah <laughs> you know when you think about how long you know how many years you can know someone else um who may not ever be in this personal space with you or who you know for sure you don't want to be in this personal space with you right you're now meeting a complete stranger that you really want to be in this personal space with you so a lot of that eye, eye contact and, and is very important. Um, the practical questions are very important. Thinking through, you know, how you want your birth to look. And so you can ask them about their, um, all of it. You can ask them about how they practice, why they're a doula. How do they get, you know, how do they arrive there? People often ask how many births have you done? Um, you can ask how they deal with difficult situations. Mm-hmm. Um, how they themselves deal with stress. Um, you can ask so you really want to kind of think through the things that are important to you um how they manage the hospital environment if you're going to be in a hospital setting what are the most challenging births they've dealt with um the most memorable births um those kind of questions i think really will begin to help you and and they have there there are some questions there are some places online which actually give you some idea of questions to ask your doula I think you should definitely, you know, add your own things that are, that are definitely specific to you. Um, but definitely the interview process is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had some, you know, because you may find somebody that, and always know this, this is important. If you find a doula and um, when you leave that situation, you've selected the doula at any time you feel like that's not the doula for you. Um, to me, I think it's more important to have the strength or the courage to say, you know what, I think we might need to part ways and find another doula. Because mm-hmm. um, in the end, your birth is your birth. Absolutely. You know, so so don't feel that you you're married to the person that you chose or decision that you made. Same thing with your OBGYN. Um, definitely be okay with doing that. Be respectful because it's their business. Sure. You know, sure. Um, they do lock up that time once they've hi- you know once you've hired them. But definitely um, take your time. For sure. For sure. Go ahead. When I say take your time, I just need to say this. <laughs> Always also remember, too, that when you interview a doula and they know your due date, they may feel like those first, that first day or two kind of block off your time, your, your estimated due date. So have a little bit of respect as far as that goes. So when I say take your time, do it due diligence, but don't wait like two weeks to call them back. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily respectful to their profession. Yeah, because yeah. you know? people are constantly calling doulas mm-hmm. and you know we're always having to finagle our schedule some some women doula full-time but yeah. um a lot of doulas this is like something they do on top of something else and mm-hmm. so the time issue is extremely important once we know the due date i mean we already know we're on call for you at least two weeks beforehand and Absolutely. so you know we have to rearrange schedules if you're a doula that has children you have to make arrangements for the children and mm-hmm. you know if you have a business you have to make arrangements for your business because you know sometimes labors are quick and sometimes labors are you not know quick. not quick <laughs> 20 30 40 hours you know what i'm saying 52 i've been at a 52 before good lord yep you know, and so, um, you know, be, be mindful and, and, and this is also their business as well. Um, and so always go in, unless they're telling you they're doing it from the bottom of their heart, 
yeah. <laughs> always go in expecting to be able to compensate somebody for that type of time and emotional and spiritual energy that they're putting into into your personal process and you know all of that should be discussed up front mm -hmm. um you know any doula worth her weight she's going to come with the information and make sure that you have all the right options um to be able to make the best decision possible so make sure you keep that in mind you know we love to do it but baby <laughs> attending a birth is exhausting Absolutely. you know but we're glad to Not do a it joke. and we are excited to do it we're passionate about doing it and so we we love to be there um, for all of that. And uh, I love to see the little juicy little doula babies. Oh, they so cute. <laughs> yep. One of my mamas just sent me a picture of her little boy. He's so cute. I just, I'm so in love. And mm. so, and, and, and that's how your doula should feel about uh, when she's talking about her previous experiences. She should light up. She should be excited about it. It should make you excited. Yes. You know, if you go into a, uh, a meeting with the doula and you're a little bit anxious you know maybe it's your first go around you're feeling a little bit uptight you should leave feeling confident yes. feeling excited and ready feeling ready mm -hmm. like i can't wait to take this journey mm -hmm. with this with this person um and you know that's how you should feel going like you into found a new friend listen mm -hmm. listen i know I, I know that's right i collect friends left and right i know how that goes <laughs> so you should feel that way um how do you feel about uh, other children attending with you? There are other children. Oh, I have no problem. Yeah. You know, I've, <laughs> I said I have no problem like that. And it was, that was a very quick response, but it's true. I have no problem. Um, the first thing is I'm always dealing with children in my life in general. So I have my own and then I'm a pediatric PA and then I'm a part of another organization that works with children. So I, I definitely think that while my own children may think I don't have patience, that I definitely have patience with children. Um, so my very first thing to uh, my clients is to decide how are you with children? Like how do you think you'll be if you're processing through this kind of moment and you know your relationship with your child? Is that one that can withstand your changes, your spiritual changes, your mental changes as you're going through your birthing process? Mm -hmm. If you're cool, then depending on the age, make sure that you have someone who is assisting in managing, you know, your child, should your child need something. I've had all ages, you know, at birth, more so home birth mm -hmm. than hospital. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, your, your doula role sometimes changes a little bit. Yeah. When there are um, children there. Yeah. Definitely at a home birth, um, which I'm okay with. I think that having children at birth it's so instrumental to changing the birth story mm -hmm. in this particular country, mm -hmm. specifically. Absolutely. Um, when birth got taken out of the home and taken out of the community and put in the hospital, it became this untouchable thing, this this foreign thing that nobody understood and was this 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 big secret, you know, this big major thing that mom leaves home and goes and do it and come back with a baby, you know. And I think because of that, you also create a fear of birth at a younger age, mm -hmm. you know, so girls already growing up prepping for this fearful thing that she's going to do yeah. one day to yeah. bring this child that she wants. But, oh my God, why do I have to go through this to get there? Right. You know, and then even for the, for the, for the boys, for the men, you know, they start off as boys thinking there's this big thing that happens to these women, you know? And so as they grow into men, some of them are very, um, 
cautious or wary of what their response is going to be. It's very much, um, they, they can be very um, timid, you know, I mean, not all of them, you know, but they definitely can, can be that way. And I think a lot of that comes from how we view birth in society. And I think that if we had a better respect for it and a better understanding of it, um, we would do a lot of things different mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. In, in our movements, you know. So I think it's it's a it's a good learning experience. I know with my children, they're very aware of what it is that I do. Um, they're very aware of how they got here. Um, my my first, I have three. My first two are twins, and they were in emergency C-section. So they know where they came out of, and my younger one knows where he came out of. Mm-hmm. You know, and the, and the conversation is is very clear. You know, and and I want them to feel that kind of comfort surrounding birth. I want my boys to feel that kind of comfort because they will, you know, have a wife that will have children, and I want them. I hope that they will be the the proper kind of support or a good kind of support that their um, partner needs. Mm-hmm. And then for my daughter, I want her to be able to go in with a level of comfort that allows her her body and and to to take over and do what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I always talk about when you watch. I tell a lot of my clients to stop watching women giving birth and actually watch animals give birth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I tell them that, other mammals, because... That's a great idea. Yeah, because there's, you know, mammals don't, the rest of the mammals on the planet, don't grow up with this this story, you know, that's been given to them about worth, what birth looks like. Uh-huh. You know, they don't have conversations. You know, the antelope is not talking to the other antelope and hearing, oh my God, my birth was like... 45 hours and this happened and that that's not happening you know and so they they literally biologically when they go into their birth process they they instinct instinctively do whatever it is their body needs them to do so if it's you know be quiet if it's go into a dark corner or find me you know if some people will tell you if they have cats that cats will like go underneath like the bed into like the corner of the room you know and have their child or their kittens um <laughs> You know, they, they, they tune in to what they're supposed to do and they don't have the distraction. You know, so all of the different things that the body does from the release of, you know, DMT to, to changing your stage, your level of consciousness, you know, and, and going into your deeper, your deeper levels of consciousness and your birth, which is what your body naturally does anyway. All of those things are able to happen without any um, disruption. You know, mm. so and I, and I tell so I tell moms, look at how they birth. Let's see how we can achieve that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, and so I think that if we, if our children are able to be around our birth more, mm-hmm. you know, and also witness um, how to experience a sensation called pain without fear. Yeah. You know, because yeah. um, I'll have parents ask me, well, I don't know if I want them to see me, you know, responding that kind of way. Or sometimes the dads will say that. And I'll tell them, I say, you know, it really depends on how you respond to it. So if the child sees mom kind of having these strong reactions, but she's not afraid of what she's feeling or she's handling or she sees this beautiful outcome at the end of it. Mm -hmm. And she approaches the thought of pain, you know, a different kind of way. Yeah. And so I think if our children witness birth in that way or comfortable seeing us handle tension and, and intense experiences in that way, then it'll change how they enter the birthing process themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and how you respond to it, the children respond the same. Absolutely. And I remember one of my um one of my favorite home births. At that time her son was probably four or mm-hmm. five. 
And, you know, during that transitional period, it mm-hmm. just got really, really, mm-hmm. really intense. <laughs> and so she started making a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. And so uh, her her son looked at me. He kind of was, a, you know, a little fearful. His eyes got big and he was like, why does my mom sound like that? I said, she's in a lot of pain. She's got to bring your brother here. Mm-hmm. And that was good enough. He yeah. was just like, oh, that makes sense. All right. <laughs> and he was yeah. cool with it. He was very cool with it. He just wanted somebody to hold his hand. Mm-hmm. Dad was in there with mom. And, you know, children children need to see things mm-hmm. like this. If they can see people get shot on video games, yes. they can see somebody give yes. birth. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, and, and, you know, what you see on TV is <laughs> birth has really bad propaganda and PR on TV. It's horrible. Every birth scene and every show <laughs> every either makes it funny or makes it completely yes. out of control. You know, you know, either it's Martin catching a baby in the kitchen <laughs> with the dish <laughs> with the dish gloves on. It's either that or it's somebody just screaming hysterically and cussing people loud and throwing things. It's horrible and. From what I've seen at birth, it's neither one of those things. Yeah. It, it it may be certain extremes at times, but um, you know, birth is just a kind of like this flow. You just jump in, mm-hmm. and you help out when you can. And you know, for the mother, it's something that she has to experience because you know you have a, a mother that has several different children. Each one of her birth stories is completely different. different. Absolutely different. It's not the same. Mm -hmm. And so what happens is when you're seeing on TV, you're seeing the same experience over and over again. So people have this thing in their mind that they're going to be, you know, breaking their husband's hands. Mm -hmm. And it's just craziness, you know. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we we need a lot more uh, realistic um, views of that. I don't know if they're going to be putting that in the movies anytime soon. (laughs) But so I I guess that's where... uh, doulas come in with right. a good PR and women who are willing to share their stories uh, that they've had with their doulas or with their midwives or um, yeah women need to be a little bit more vocal about uh, birth we hear so much about uh, negative things that happen at the hospital you wouldn't believe what this nurse did you know yes. what I'm saying yes. we Reflect hear all the best this, mm-hmm. and all of the if, the women that have very um, gentle energy had peaceful births they tend to kind of hold that in their pocket and keep mm-hmm. it to themselves which i get it but you know you know share it even yeah. with us with co- close family and friends because this type of information um we need this type of information and young for several reasons young people need this type of information so that they can understand the the magnitude of what it is to bring somebody here yeah you know um and so I appreciate all of this perspective. I really do. I really do. Um, any advice for any women out there who are pregnant and maybe they can't find a doula in their area if, it, if, if it's just them? Mm-hmm. If maybe if they're going to be kind of like alone, maybe they don't have the family support that they need. Um, what would you tell them for advice when going into their, their birthing situation? Hmm. So these are people who can't access a doula. Someone who can't access a doula, somebody who don't know where the daddy is, somebody who is feeling like they're going into this alone. I think the first thing that I would say is if we're at the moment of like moving to that due date um, and it's time to go to the hospital, in your planning of going to the hospital, I really would 
I would take the time to find that that person who could go with you. I mean, that's the very first thing I would say. Like, mm-hmm. I, I really would say, even the even the women that I've worked with that have quote unquote birthed alone didn't birth alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, like, I think of this one mom who was a home birth, and she spent probably about ninety eight percent of the time in the corner of a very dark room on her birth ball with no one in the room with her. Um, you know, periodically we would kind of check on her. But for the most part, she was alone. But I'm quite sure, and I, well, and I know this for a fact, if you were to talk to her, for her, she wasn't alone. You know, she knew we were right outside the door. You know what I mean? Um, so I think I would definitely say, find that person. Um, Whatever it is, and whatever may be blocking you. So if, if it requires for you to remove ego or to be humble or to just kind of open up and, and be um, sensitive or um, vulnerable, uh, find that person who can go with you for that support, um, especially if it's your first time. Birth is, it's a rite of passage. Mm-hmm. It is a huge transition for you. Um, you know, people talk about climbing I don't know, Mount Kilimanjaro and, you know, when people go out and find tasks and, and, and things and challenges to do, you know, that that is an ultimate <laughs> challenge yeah, for to, sure. to go in search of, you know. Um, so ha- have somebody who's in your cheering section. The other thing is definitely towards the end, I tell moms a lot to stop receiving other people's birth stories. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's very hard not to be influenced mm-hmm. by other people's birth stories. Mm-hmm. And, you know, towards the end, when you're kind of ready and anxious for this situation to change, you've kind of enjoyed your pregnancy. That's great. Okay, now I'm ready to be on the other side of this. Yeah. Um, because you're anxious for this thing to happen, then you definitely begin to compare and relate. And that can add stress. And stress turns into that hormone that we don't like during pregnancy mm-hmm. and during birth, which is your cortisol. You know, and that, that stress hormone will shut everything down. You know, as much as intense as birth looks, your body actually is like in Zen. You know, it's, it's the hormone that's like at peace. Like I said before, that's making everything else work right. Mm-hmm. So when you tense up and, and, and stress and have anxiety, um, you literally lock down the body's ability to move forward, you know, with your birthing process. Mm-hmm. So I definitely would encourage you to find that person that you that you have to go with you. Limit your your um, your influences good or bad because then you're still going to be comparing um there's something that i do with my clients um i call it a birth story vision board uh partly because you know vision boards are the thing now yeah so what we do is we kind of meditate visualize with intention and kind of just let your birth story evolve in your mind in your feeling in your sensation um as I kind of talk to you about your birth, I kind of put you in that space of your birth and make you just visualize where you are, what you're feeling, what you're sensing. And then we take all of that and we put it um, on a vision board. Mm. That's something that a mom can do. Uh, I, I strongly believe in you know how you can affect your outcome when you intentionally kind of download into your cellular structure. Mm-hmm what's coming down the pike mm-hmm. you know so if once you get into that birthing process it's like your brain and your cells say okay i've kind of already been here before 
You know, when we visualized it, it was a rainy day. You know, the room was somewhat dark. This person was here. This smell, I could smell this oil that I was bringing to the room. Um, you know, it took this many hours. I felt this way when she came out. Like, all those kinds of things. I mean, I've seen it happen. I've seen my moms bring their birth board <laughs> and um, their vision board to the birth. I have had a mom, and I hadn't seen it when she finished it, so she brought it to the birth, and she had a plane taken off, <laughs> right? So we're in the birth, and this is a repeat mom, and things like sped up really quickly like we're moving and she's because they moved so quickly and sped up so quickly she was and it wasn't like her first one um which in the scheme of things was actually a rather quick birth as well but this one was definitely moving more intensely and more and quickly and she um you know was making her kind of doubt you know her resolve and what she could handle and so I was looking at her and I turned and looked at the birth at the birth board and I said Why'd you put a plane there? <laughs> and she was like, well, I just wanted things to kind of take off and go quickly. Well, there we go. And I was like, oh, like like what we're doing right now? Like yeah, this, this yeah. situation? She was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, hey, you didn't think about what that was going to feel like, did you? Right, right. <laughs> but it's exactly what her birth did, you know? Uh-huh. Um, so that's something that you can do um, if you really don't have any support and you kind of want to prep your own, you know, prep your mind. Definitely bring things to your birth that give you comfort. Um, people decorate hospital rooms with string lights mm -hmm. you know they bring their music they bring their um their flameless candles uh essential oils i saw um yeah you can't bring flames to the hospital exactly don't do that they'll put all your shit out candles <laughs> um i saw a picture recently of someone who gave birth and i had to do a double take because they decorated the room so so much that I actually thought it was a home birth um, and it wasn't but they literally made that room the oasis they needed it to be mm. you know so that's something else that you can definitely do anything that you can do to make yourself feel comfortable because that's mm -hmm. really what a doula is doing for you they're helping you with your comfort mm -hmm. so um, if you can't reach one and you can't find one if you can't find even someone to just be that 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 space holder that that support for you um, then bring items and things that you need that will help you to be in that space and just kind of prep your mind um, to release and trust your body. Mm-hmm. And what does what does doula-ing look like <laughs> after the baby comes? What is what is that that postpartum? Wh where do doulas come into play in the postpartum? Mm. So there are birth doulas who, in their um, business construct, do follow up with you uh, for a certain amount of visits. I'm sure it varies uh, by doula. I see you twice um, after my clients um, have delivered. And then there are some people who are what we call postpartum doulas. Mm -hmm. And I think that that role is evolving and changing and growing and expanding somewhat um, because we're finding that that postpartum period is so vital. Absolutely, um, yeah. To kind of creating wellness and health and bringing that and kind of restabilizing, you know, mom, um, encouraging her connection and her bonding um, with her baby, adjusting to her new role. All of that needs uh, its own sort of doulaing. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I was talking to a elder from Ghana, um, Northern Ghana one time, and, and he said that, and I was talking to him about doing birth work, and he spoke to the fact that, you know, for his people, 
the the midwife, the person who is assisting in the birth, really is the person that you take your baby to for that whole first year. Oh, wow. It isn't until your baby's yeah. a year old that you then transition to, you know, the medical provider, so Got to speak, you. of, you know, children and, yeah. and older people. And it makes so much sense. That makes sense. Um, Absolutely. Because you are the person that witnessed how that baby came in here, you know? Um, so, and all of that plays a role in how baby is adjusting, Yeah. you know, and then mom has this connection, you know, moms never want to let me go, <laughs> you know, like when you get that last bit, it's like this connection is, yes. oh, when, when are we going to see yes. each other again? Like, what are we doing now? Um, you know, so there's, there's breastfeeding that's important, that conversation. Um, yes, we are instinctively made to do so, but it doesn't always, you know, that, that, that key and lock doesn't always yeah. work exactly so how true. it needs to immediately. So true. You know, and so there can be some conversation needed around that, um, even if it's not just physical support, emotional support. Um, there's the adjustment to this new baby. There's all of the different things that baby can kind of experience. There's mom kind of getting back to her routine. And if it's a first time mom, she's, you know, I tell this all the time, no matter how many children you have, you're a new person after you have the next baby. Yes, you are. You know, because that's you're, so true. You're, you're changing, your dynamic is changing. You've mm-hmm. entered a whole new energy into your life and you now mm-hmm. have to adjust that one to all the ones you already had before. Um, you know, so that so mom can use, even dad can use some doula support, someone to hold space. Once again, with someone holding space. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's someone who's certified to do that or someone who's just good at doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, some you, you can pull from somebody's wisdom. Yeah. And it's definitely a transition time and in transition, humans have always used somebody who has some wisdom surrounding that particular transition. Mm-hmm. Um, so on a practical level, you know, your postpartum doula will um, kind of follow up on your birthing process, see what that looked like. How are you healing? Depending on what your birth looked like, you may you have some healing that needs to be done. How are you eating? Nutrition is very important, especially if you're breastfeeding. Um, how is mom kind of rebalancing the scales, you know, hormonally wise? Um, postpartum depression can definitely be a very real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, how is she adjusting to, you know, trips to the doctor's office? That's a, that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. How is she adjusting to when she's freaking out and she's going back to work, babysitting, etc. I had a mom one time. I did some postpartum doula work for. She was so excited because she got to wash her hair and brush her teeth. <laughs> you know, and this was like maybe week three, mm-hmm. you know, but it becomes very intense if you have children already and then you have this newborn. When do you find time to do the things that you need to do for you is a very real issue. Um, so given that kind of support, some doulas will have back their limitations of what they do and don't do. Some doulas will cook for you. Some doulas will clean your house. Some doulas will babysit your kids so you can get a moment. Um when you're looking for a postpartum doula, you can kind of figure out what do you need, what's important to you in your household, and um, pick your doula, your postpartum doula, accordingly. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's fantastic, Miss Jifa. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, y'all. If y'all are in the Atlanta area, go ahead and get with Miss Jifa so she can be your birth doula. Because I'm telling you. It's going to be the bomb.com. Baby's going to come out. They're going to be fire. All because she was your doula. <laughs> I'm just talking junk now. <laughs> Jifa, can you give um, your information, um, you know, where they can contact you? Um, if, if anybody would like to reach out for you for any type of birth services. Absolutely. Um, so my business is A Woman's Place. It's W-O-M-B-A-N-S. 
and I can be found at awomansplace.com. Also, um, I do have a Facebook page as well, and it's also A Woman's Place. My business number is 678-465-7057, and um, if you're interested, if you're not in Atlanta and you're interested in me coming out and doing, I have a uh, holistic hospital doula (laughs) workshop, Mm -hmm. a two-day workshop that I do, and I travel, and I can bring that to a city near you. So you can reach out. That's also listed on the Matrona uh, website that falls underneath their ideology, um, their philosophy, their curriculum that they have. Uh, So you can find my course listed there as well. Um, It's also listed on my website. And I look forward to speaking with anyone who reaches out to me. I'm definitely here for anyone who wants to be a doula and has questions. They can also reach out to me as well. I have no problem spending some time with you on the phone or in person. Fantastic. We appreciate you. Oh, wait, before we go, talk about your oils. <laughs> your oil blends. My mom must be going crazy Yay. about the oil blends. Y'all got to hear about the oils. So, um, I work with essential oils, and you'll find that um, doulas will kind of have their little side things that they add to what they do. And somewhere along the way, I fell in love with essential oils. Um, and I use them for therapeutic purposes, not just because they smell good. So as a doula, I made um, different blends. I have six that are used for um, pregnancy and four that I've made for early infant care. Um, And let me just say that because they are essential oils, they they still work even if you are not pregnant Mm -hmm. (laughs) or not using them on the baby because they still have the effects of what they use, um, what they're used for. So just to give you an example of some of them, um, for instance, the the infant ones, there's trouble teething to help with... uh, clearly teething um, I make one for colic I make one for diaper rash um, I also make one for um, for breast for the irritation the rawness that comes on um, the nipples you know during breastfeeding mm-hmm. um, as far as pregnancy ones I make one called no tear to help with perineal massage um, the mamas love the no tear <laughs> <laughs> yes. they're on team no tear <laughs> um, I also make a stomach calm you know um uh, nausea, discomfort, uh, reflux, all of that can definitely be a part of uh, the pregnancy process. So I make um, something for that. There are two oils that I make, um, uh, relax and, um, well, I forget, release, uh, that I make for uh, during actual birth to assist with um, the sensation of the muscle contractions and also anxiety. Um, those are to name a few, and they are actually, you can find them and purchase them online at uh, essentialsforbirthing.com. Um, and essential oils in general, I, let me just say, are very, very good to use. One, because they smell good, which is a comfort measure mm-hmm. during birth. Mm-hmm. And two, because they're very, very effective. Very, very effective. I talk to all of my pediatric you know, patients, all my moms at the, you know, the office that I work at know that I'm always talking about eucalyptus oil, mm-hmm. frankincense, sandalwood, yeah. tea yeah. tree. Yeah. Um, because they're important. They're an important thing to have in your... Uh, your, t- your medicine toolkit, as I call it. So those are my that's my little side. Y'all joy. get these oils. <laughs> get your doula. Get your life together and get your cheering here safely. Yes. Uh, Jifa, thank you. Thank you. You gotta have to. You gonna have to come back and we'll have to hold court and talk about something a little bit more. Uh, 
ratchet, but <laughs> no, no. I'm here for that. I can do that. Yeah, we can do that. No, I appreciate you. Um, so y'all hit up Jifa and tell them TT sent you. If you're in the Tallahassee area, if you're in the Big Bend area, you can hit me up. Yes, yes. I will attend your birth. I will. If I can work it in my schedule, um, I will definitely come and check you out. So you can find me on the internet. You can go to Facebook. You can find me under TT Talks on Facebook and IG. You can also go to my business page, Hotep Hands LLC, and find me there. It's where I do all my massage and doula stuff. So thank you all for tuning in, and I'll see you next time on TT Talks. Peace. Special thanks again to my good friend, Ms. Jifa Richards-Jones, fellow doula, fellow birth worker. We're out here doing the work in these streets for these babies and these mamas. Um, thanks again sis for coming on I appreciate it I hope that all of my listeners I hope you learned something and you know if you have any women out there who are either pregnant now or preparing to get pregnant I hope that this gave you some uh, resources and gave you some some courage um, to take control of your birth and, and take control of how you're you're bringing your children into the world it's very important that you are intentional about bringing your children here and how you bring them here. Make sure you're intentional. Um, it makes all of the difference in the world. So, you know, I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Get them babies here safely. And uh, make sure you stay tuned for another episode of TT Talks. Peace. <laughs>